I got my first girlfriend when I was 13 years old. Thank you. Didn't stop there, the story gets better. Uh, she was called Becky, uh, and Becky met uh, all two of my criteria for a relationship. One, Becky was hotter than me. Two, Becky was cooler than me. My criteria have remained unchanged. Uh, and me and Becky went out for about a month or so, and it, which I think is pretty good for a 13-year-old boy. I don't clap that, that would be embarrassing. That sounds like a slow clap rather than an actual clap. But thank you very much. Uh, me and Becky went out for about a month. Uh, and about a month into the relationship, I worked out that something was a bit weird about my relationship with Becky. I realized that something wasn't quite right. And I worked that out by looking at other people's relationships with their girlfriends. 13-year-old boys uh, walking bold as brass uh, down the street, hand in hand with their girlfriends. Over lunchtime, their girlfriends would acknowledge them. And, and talk with them. And sometimes they would go around to each other's homes and may, maybe watch something on TV or hang out and chat. About a month into my relationship with Becky, I realized that she would not be seen in public with me. <laughs> uh, Becky uh, wouldn't acknowledge me at school. Uh, we weren't allowed... Uh, we, we, could, uh, we got about five minutes each day together. Uh, and those five minutes were when we were uh, far enough away from school that none of our friends would see us, uh, and far enough away from home so that our parents wouldn't know we were in a relationship. Uh, Becky uh, would do her best to ignore me, to not be seen around me, to not be associated with me, probably because she was cooler and hotter than me uh, and didn't deem me to be a socially acceptable option as her boyfriend. Uh, tonight, I don't want to give you uh, a whole load of rules around dating. I don't want to give you loads and loads of uh, ideals to aspire to. I don't want to give you uh, the top 10 tips for dating in the Tinder age. That's not my uh, game plan at all tonight. But I, I will give you just the one rule, which is if your girlfriend won't acknowledge you in public, she is probably not your girlfriend. <laughs> Uh, me, um, uh, the following day after I, I realised that Becky wouldn't be seen in public with me, I, I went um, during my lunch break uh, to Becky, which was hard, because um, she's very hard to find, very cool, in all the cool people's places, I didn't know where they were. Um, <laughs> but I, I eventually tracked her down, with, just because I could smell the disdain get kind of stronger <laughs> as I approached. Uh, I, when, I, when I found Becky, I tried to talk to her, which was difficult, because Becky wouldn't acknowledge me in public. <laughs> and so I realised, well... I think we're in a relationship. You know, that seems to be what we agreed a month ago or so. Um, and I kind of need to break up with you because you, be, you won't acknowledge me in public. So I dumped her in front of all of her friends, um, which came as a surprise to her friends because they didn't even know that we were going out. They were, um, they were shocked, taken off guard, uh, and Becky cried. Uh, which, don't... Jeez! If, if, if she would have acknowledged me, then we could have gone somewhere quiet and I could have done the deed. But uh, because she wouldn't acknowledge me, I, I, you know, I had to do it in front of all of her friends. I, I'm, not, um, I'm not proud of that, but I'm also not that sad either. Uh, I don't want to give you uh, a list of rules about how to have a relationship. Uh, I don't want to give you um, a, a different code of conduct, uh, 10 tips on how to uh, have a healthy relationship with people, but instead I want to give you uh, principles to live from. Uh, I want to give you uh, insights into what the Bible says about relationships and how that shapes the way we have relationships, not just romantic relationships, uh, but a, a relationship, um, a way of living and being that speaks uh, to every single relationship that we have. 
Uh, because uh, the way that we live, the way that we treat people, says something about the God that we worship and the kind of people that we are. Uh, the way that we handle ourselves in relationships, whether it's a friendship, a marriage, uh, whether we're going out with someone, whether uh, we're just friends with them, uh, the way that we treat people says something about the kind of God that we worship uh, and the kind of people uh, that we're being called to be. Uh, now, uh, when, um, I don't know when you found out that I was talking on uh, dating tonight. I don't know if you found out on social media or last week or just um, now as I started talking about dating. Well done. That's what we're doing. Um, but I've, um, I've never had so many uh, reactions and bits of advice given to me uh, on how to give a sermon. Uh, it seems like everyone has a particular angle. and They all kind of lean over and say, now you, you will make sure you mention this. And this thing always changes. The thing I have to mention always changes. And everyone has uh, different expectations and criteria for what makes uh, a good sermon on dating. Uh, everyone has different reactions. And maybe you had a, an emotional reaction tonight uh, when, we, when you found out we were going to talk about dating. Uh, dating is a, a really divisive thing. Uh, it brings up an emotional reaction in us because uh, when we talk about dating, we're talking about uh, the possibility of uh, joy and life and excitement, about um, things going really well and finding someone that you click with and that you get along with really well. But we're also talking about the possibility of heartbreak and of hurts, uh, of things not quite going like we want them to go. We're talking about the possibility that things might hurt a little bit. Uh, we can talk about dating, uh, and it's not abstract. Uh, when we talk about um, baptism or the atonement or something, it's uh, a thing that kind of happens out here. But uh, when we talk about dating, that's a, a series of names and a series of stories. It's a series of life events. And we have uh, an emotional reaction as we uh, talk about and think about each one of those. It's a series of names, maybe. Uh, maybe it's a series of things. Uh, maybe uh, talking about dating brings up uh, loads of shame and regret in you. Maybe you look at the way that you've uh, handled yourself uh, in relationships uh, and you don't feel good about it. My, um, my dating history, we won't talk much about it, but my, my dating history isn't, uh, isn't great. Uh, I look at the um, uh, different girls that I've gone out with and I'm not uh, pleased with how I uh, handle myself in lots of those different relationships. Maybe you can relate to that. Uh, maybe you have uh, moments where you think, oh, I, I wish I hadn't done that. I wish I hadn't said that. Or maybe I should have done this thing or I should have said this thing. And, it, and you feel um, shame about it. You feel regret about it. Uh, we believe in a God who redeems and restores. Uh, we believe in a God who changes and transforms things. You see, you might uh, have loads of shame and loads of regret uh, about your dating history, about your relationship past, but uh, your past doesn't have to dictate your future. Uh, the relationships that you've been in and the ways uh, they've gone and resulted doesn't have to dictate uh, how all your relationships will go. Uh, maybe uh, your friends with someone at the moment and, uh, and things are really difficult and complicated and it feels like that relationship is uh, going wrong because of something that you did or said or, or maybe your marriage has uh, got difficult and tough because of a, a way that you acted and that's bringing about shame and regret. Well, God tonight wants to redeem and restore those things. Uh, the way that things have been isn't the way that they have to be. Uh, we believe in a God who transforms. Uh, maybe uh, dating or any kind of relationship uh, brings up a shame and regret in you. Uh, maybe uh, you feel bruised by the idea of dating. Uh, maybe uh, someone's treated you 
badly. They've not spoken to you in a way that you deserved. Maybe you should have been treated better. Uh, And there's a a hurt and a wounding within you. Uh, Malachi in the Old Testament says that uh, God is risen with healing in his wings. God is risen with healing in his wings. We believe in a God who brings uh, healing, uh, who takes uh, wounds and transforms them. We're given the ashes of our circumstances and he gives us beauty. Maybe uh, dating brings about uh, bruises. Uh, maybe it brings out um, hurt in you. We're, we're a way off the, the end yet, but, but maybe you need uh, someone to pray with you, to ask God uh, into that situation for him to bring about uh, his uh, healing, his hope, his life, and his restoration. Uh, dating brings about uh, loads and loads of different responses in each of us because uh, dating is about uh, people and places. It's not an abstract concept that happens out over here. Uh, whatever your um, relationship to dating is, uh, God wants to work uh, in that and through that. Uh, maybe for you, uh, it's full of uh, unlimited possibilities and hope and life. That's, that's a really good thing, but uh, let's be open tonight to the possibility that uh, people's relationships with dating and going out with other people is a, a difficult thing. Now, the Bible doesn't say uh, loads about dating, and there's not um, much of a, uh, there's not many Bible verses you could pull out. Back in uh, first century Israel, there was no Netflix and chill. Uh, there was no uh, cinema dates. There was no let's go for coffee. There was no uh, let's go to the pub and see how things go. There was no, uh, there was no such thing as dating uh, if you lived in uh, anywhere, really, uh, in the first century. Uh, there was no such thing. The way relationships happened uh, is that they were arranged between two sets of parents. Uh, and those parents would get together and they would decide for their um, son and daughter to be married. Uh, and sometimes on the, the wedding day, uh, those two people would be meeting for the very first time. Uh, they might not um, have met each other or known each other's names before that day when they arrived uh, and they were due to be married. Uh, that's a, a little uh, different to our way of dating. Uh, uh, very different, actually. I, I actually... Um, if your parents are really, really good eggs, I, I wouldn't rule out an arranged marriage. I don't know if that's the policy of P's and G's. I, I wouldn't now. No, I'm done. Yeah. I've, I, would, I have peaked. Sorry. But uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, but relationships were uh, arranged between two sets of parents. Uh, dating as we know it uh, is a predominantly post-war Western phenomenon. Uh, There was uh, things like uh, courting and different things, but dating in the way that uh, we, uh, by and large, know it uh, was a a Western post-war phenomenon. Uh, It's something that uh, came about, I think, largely because we we didn't want our parents to pick the people that we married. Uh, We wanted a a larger degree of uh, control. We felt more entitled to picking uh, who it was that we ended uh, in a relationship with. And so uh, we decided to take a little bit of control back, and we created this gray space uh, that we called dating. Uh, We created this gray space uh, so that we could take back the control for deciding who it was that we got to marry. Uh, I'm not entirely convinced that uh, when dating first came about, uh, it was used as it is now, which is just, uh, it seems to basically be a way of going out for a drink with lots and lots of different people uh, and having as nice a time as possible, uh, but was about deciding uh, who's the person that I want to spend the rest of my life with. Uh, There needs to be an intent behind the way that we date. Uh, Going out with people isn't just about uh, working out who it is um, we want to go and see on a Saturday night once a month, but who is it that we want uh, to spend the rest of our lives with? Uh, There needs to be an intent and a deliberate action behind it. 
Uh, if you uh, wanted to look at uh, what the Bible said about dating, you wouldn't find uh, a single verse in it. It's not a single verse because dating is a, a modern construct. Uh, but within uh, the Bible, there's lots and lots and lots of Bible passages uh, on how we relate to people, uh, on the ways that we should treat people. So I believe that it's, it's possible, even though the Bible doesn't uh, say what we should do in uh, dating relationships, that we can understand from the Bible uh, how we should treat people and engage with them, uh, how it is that we should relate to them. Uh, our passage from Ephesians uh, opens up with this. It says, Uh, Follow God and imitate all he does in everything you do. For then you will represent your father as his beloved sons and daughters and continue to walk his surrendered and continue to walk surrendered to the extravagant love of Christ. For he surrendered his life as a sacrifice for us. His great love for us was pleasing to God like an aroma of adoration, a sweet healing fragrance in heaven and earth. Uh, This passage says that you should follow God's In other words, don't let there be too much space between you and God. Stay close to him. Spend time with him. Uh, Invest in your relationship with God so that you can be close to him. Uh, And as you're close to him, uh, watch what God does. Uh, Watch the ways that the Father treats people. Uh, Watch the way uh, God showers mercy and love and kindness on people. Uh, You might want to read the Gospels and see how Jesus treats people as well. Uh, See the way that uh, Jesus relates to people, puts value on them, accepts them, shows them kindness. Uh, But don't just uh, observe those things, but imitate them. In other words, let that affect and influence the way that you live. Uh, Try and treat people in the same way that God treats them. Uh, Show them the same love and kindness. Show them the same mercy and acceptance. Uh, Don't uh, reject people. Don't dismiss them out of hand. Don't be uh, unkind and cruel, but instead relate to people in the same way that the Father relates to people. Uh, Show them love. Uh, Show them kindness. Show them grace. Show them mercy. And as we, uh, as we do that, the passage says we take on the likeness of God. Uh, it's not that we uh, suddenly start to look physically more like God, but uh, as we treat people like God does, our actions take on the likeness of God. Uh, we better represent our Father. We start to look uh, more and more like the sons and the daughters that we've been called to be. Uh, we're called to imitate our loving Heavenly Father. Uh, watch what God does and then imitate that. Uh, Living as a Christian isn't uh, a complicated thing. It's just about watching what the Father does. It's about treating people like the Father treats them, Uh, imitating them in everything that we do so that we might be beloved sons and daughters of God. Uh, We don't uh, imitate God so that we can be accepted more or loved more by him, uh, but because we believe that's the right way to live, Uh, because God shows us uh, through his son the ultimate way of living. Uh, And our response as Christians is to imitate that, Uh, is to stay close to God and follow him. And as we do that, we please God. Uh, The person that you're uh, in a relationship with, your husband, uh, your wife, your friend, your parent, your son or daughter, uh, is a child of the living God. Uh, Let me read to you from uh, Psalm 139. It says this. It says, For you created my inmost being. Uh, You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Uh, My frame was not hidden from you. Uh, When I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Uh, God wrote that. Uh, God wrote that about uh, the person that you're dating right now. Uh, God wrote that about your mum and your dad, your brother, your sister. God wrote that about uh, every single person that you know. Uh, God's uh, 
uh, took that level of care and attention. He poured that level of uh, love and kindness into them. He was uh, utterly attentive. He was utterly absorbed with uh, the way it was that they uh, were made. Uh, God is utterly delighted with the person that you're uh, in a relationship with. He loves them. He watches over them. He cares for them deeply. Uh, And as we uh, observe that God uh, cares for that person deeply, we know that we're to imitate God's uh, kindness and care for them. Uh, We're to treat them in the same way that God treats them. Uh, We're to show uh, love and mercy and kindness. We're to put uh, honor and value and acceptance on the way that they've been made, uh, to treat them in the way that God would have us treat them. Uh, Do you know that that's the way the person uh, you might be in a relationship with has been made? Uh, That's uh, the kind of value that God puts on them. And as we're called to imitate God the Father, as we're called to treat people like the Father treats them, we're called to recognize uh, the value and the worth that every person's been made with. Uh, We're called to uh, accept that and live with that. We're also called to recognize that uh, we've been made with that level of honor, with that level of value, uh, that God has put uh, that level of worth and love into each of us as well. Uh, that means that uh, we need to respect ourselves. Uh, that means that uh, we, uh, we recognize the love and the care that God's uh, put into each of us, so we choose to handle ourselves and treat ourselves in a particular way. Uh, it means that uh, if someone continually uh, doesn't treat us the way that God would have us be treated, uh, it's acceptable for us to assert that and say, I, I, I need to be treated better than this. Uh, God puts an honor and a value on each and every one of us. Uh, God uh, knit us all together uh, while we were still in our mother's womb. Uh, The Father poured out uh, love and kindness and care and concern onto each and every one of us. And as God did that, uh, we need to show that same love to each other, but uh, also recognize that we're worthy of that love as well, uh, that we're worthy of being uh, watched over and cared for. Uh, We need to treat people like the Father would have us treat them too. You might want to make, you might want to question the decisions that you make about relationships through that lens. Uh, Are you uh, treating people like the Father would have you treat them? Uh, Are you uh, showing the same kind of love and acceptance and grace towards them that uh, God the Father uh, shows to them as well? Uh, And as they uh, engage with you, are they treating you uh, in a way that's honoring? Uh, Are they treating you in a way that's loving and kind and generous? Uh, Regardless of uh, the kind of relationship uh, you're in, uh, we need to manage uh, both of those aspects, that people are worthy of value and love, and we need to love them, but also that we're worthy uh, of being loved. Uh, Ephesians said that uh, we need to surrender to God. Uh, We need to surrender our own uh, hopes, our own desires, our own uh, sense of plans. We give them all to God, and we ask God to give them back. Uh, We say, God, what would uh, you like me to do? God, what's your priority? Uh, Part of being in a relationship uh, is that we surrender to God and we say, God, not not my best, but yours. Uh, Ultimately, everything that we're uh, going to talk about tonight only makes sense in that context. Uh, If we're committed to falling in love with Jesus first, uh, committed to seeking uh, him and his kingdom first, uh, from there we're able to offer up every aspect of our lives to God, our work, our finances, our relationships, Uh, if and how we date. Uh, And as we do that, we honestly ask God if it pleases him uh, to surrender uh, everything and ask God what he would have us do. Uh, We live in a a culture that says that relationships uh, are quick and easy and ultimately disposable. Uh, That jumping from one relationship to the next 
uh, is absolutely fine. Uh, that dating someone doesn't have much uh, impact on us, going out with them has no bearing uh, on how we are emotionally. Uh, that we should be free to do what we want with who we want when we want. Uh, maybe uh, tonight you agree with that. Maybe you think there's no uh, problem with that way of living and that way of uh, engaging with the world. Maybe you think that you can flip between relationships. Uh, that you can go out with loads of different people, have a, a quick squeeze down hive, grab a kebab on the way home, uh, and everything will just work out fine for you. Uh, I want to disagree with that. Uh, I think that we should uh, hold uh, dating and going out with someone lightly, uh, but also reverently. Uh, because of uh, the reasons I said before, because we're called to imitate God, we're called to treat people like the Father treats them. And the way the Father treats people is to pour out uh, love and kindness and worth onto them. Uh, we need to reflect the kind of value that God puts on people. Uh, when we're aware of the things at play, uh, the influences and the factors uh, that go into relationships. Uh, let me explain to you why I think that we should uh, do that. Dave, can you, um, can you join me up here for a moment? <laughs> Ow! No one else was doing it. Um, I, I need you to do the thing that you're qualified to do, which is just stand still. <laughs> you can do much more, but you are qualified to stand still. So you can't disagree with me. Can I get, can I get the slide? Great. Uh, this, the, the writing's very small. I couldn't find a better version. So I, I, I'll read and you'll understand. Now, um, this is... No, no, you need, I'm so sorry. I, I, when, I, when I said still... When I said still, I actually meant it. Okay. Great. Now, um, uh, on the screen um, uh, is loads and loads of different circles. And this is, um, this is taken from something called proxemics, uh, which they use in the theatre. Now, proxemics is about the, wait for it, proximity, that we, um, a person in the theatre would stand from someone else uh, to indicate their relationship with them. So, um, I'm not very good at, like, at what feet are. All right, metres. Oh, that's a long way. Um, so, uh, if me and Dave were uh, on the stage and we were in the public space, uh, then this is, is this about seven and a half metres? That'll do. Um, then we might stand this far away to indicate our relationship to each other. Uh, if me and Dave uh, knew each other a little bit, maybe uh, we were part of the same social group. Are we part of the set? Would you say, okay, killer, great. <laughs> Permission to move forward. Uh, it gets better. No, 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 no. <laughs> I gave him one job. <laughs> this man leads a church, goodness me. <laughs> so, uh, in the theatre, if we were, um, we were just friends, we would stand about this far away, I would be in Dave's social space. Socially, we would get along. Now, uh, if me and Dave knew each other a little better, we can see where this is going. If me and Dave <laughs> knew each other a little better, we would be more relaxed around each other. Um, uh, and I would stand uh, probably about this close. Maybe this close, I don't know. I don't, get, I don't want to peek too soon, really. Um, me and Dave would stand this close. We'd be in a social space. We would uh, hang out, we'd chat, you know, whatever, in, in the theatre. Um, or out the theatre, I don't know. Maybe at that stage we've left the theatre. In a moment, I'm going to leave my job. Um, <laughs> but if me and Dave knew each other really, really well, and I mean, like, probably, like, top two, you think we're there yet? Not, not after this. Uh, <laughs> Okay, well, we're going to get very comfortable with this. Um, uh, me and Dave uh, would stand in the intimate space. You could have, like, gone, ooh, or something, I don't know. But this would... That's really nice. My, um, my love language is touch. And I... Right now, I'm feeling so loved. You might write me a kind note after this, I don't know. Um, 
but uh, if we were, uh, within the, the theatre, if we were really, really good friends, we might stand this close, which is very close, isn't it? Do you feel uncomfortable? No. I really like it. <laughs> so, I'm going to say I'm probably in your top two people then. I, you, I, I presume you're number one, Cathy. So, smashed it. Well done. Just don't tell the kids. Cool. Great. So, uh, <laughs> this, this would uh, indicate the intimate space where we really know each other, we really get along. Now, uh, that's about, um, about uh, the depth of our relationship. It's about the physical uh, space that we hold people at. Uh, I'd like to suggest that uh, there's more at play than just the physical distance between people, but that uh, this uh, also works for the emotional space between people. Uh, so, uh, if we... Um, uh, if, well, I am, I am actually preaching, so that'll do. This is a good example. Um, if I was preaching, uh, then I might uh, doctor uh, the kind of things that I told you. I might, not, I might not give you lots and lots of details, or you might wish that I didn't give you lots and lots of details about things. I, I present a, a particular um, version of reality and events. Is that me or you? Am I crackling? No, cool, great, smash on. Uh, there's this level of uh, emotional distance between us. Uh, if me and Dave were in a, a group of friends, uh, then the way that we would relate to each other would change. Uh, the kind of things that we would uh, talk to each other about would be different. They would look different. There would be a different content to our conversation, to the kind of conversation I might have with you uh, from the platform now. Uh, if me and Dave were really good friends, uh, and I was in his personal space, I was, I don't know, like top five? Could be top five, we'll see. Um, uh, then Dave would tell me uh, more about uh, how, we, how his work was going, about how his life was. He would start to give me more of the, the details of his life. Uh, if me and Dave were really, really good friends, uh, then he would put me in his... Oh, I can't say that. <laughs> that, was, that was a terrible lead into that sentence. Uh, if me and Dave were much better friends and I would be within his intimate space uh, and emotionally within this space, uh, Dave uh, would tell me absolutely everything uh, about his life. I'm not saying I'm there. Um, <laughs> absolutely everything about his life. And in this uh, intimate space, uh, Dave uh, would give me lots of permission to speak into different situations and different circumstances. Uh, if you're in the... I'm not saying I've got it, jeez. <laughs> Just simmer down. Uh, within this space, I have lots of uh, power um, to speak into different situations and circumstances, and Dave would have uh, the same for me. You can go sit down now. This is, this is... So, if, if within the... Very well done, Dave. You almost did what you were asked to. Uh, uh, if within the... Um, uh, if uh, we're dating people to try and work out uh, the, whether we want to spend the rest of our lives with them, what we're doing is we're working out, uh, can I trust you to be uh, in the intimate space, uh, in the closest space with me? And we, we learned last week that intimacy isn't just about physicality, although it, it does have some of that in it, uh, but intimacy is also about, uh, it's also about uh, being vulnerable and being open. Uh, when we let someone into our intimate space, into the, the closest level of friendship, we're giving them uh, authority to speak into different situations. Uh, we're giving them permission to uh, speak into uh, the different ways that we live our life. Uh, when me and Alice got married, she got uh, a different level of access and authority uh, in terms of the decisions that we make and made. Uh, we want to be really careful about who we let into the intimate space. 
Uh, it's really easy to let people crash really, really quickly from uh, the public space all the way through into the intimate space. And we think that because there's a, a long way in terms of distance, that means it must take people a long time. But, but often people can come crashing all the way through really, really quickly and it gets really intense. Uh, and they're suddenly in our intimate space and we don't actually know if that's a good thing for us uh, because we've not made any decision along the way. They're just suddenly right here. I wasn't asking Dave's permission to enter into his intimate space. I just did it. I just went, well, that's where I deserve to be, and so I'm going to be here. Um, and often people get into our intimate space without us having really thought it through and worked it out, and they're just suddenly there. Uh, we want to be really careful about who we let into our intimate space. Uh, going out is about working out uh, whether someone can be there. And if a, a person in our intimate space gets uh, that level of uh, influence over us, if they can shape the decisions that we make that much, uh, then I, I want to suggest that uh, we want to be really careful about who we let uh, into that space. Uh, I want to suggest as well that uh, those people, uh, the people that we enter into romantic relationships and they have that level of uh, authority should also know Jesus. Uh, they should also be uh, running in the same direction as we're running in. They should be uh, pursuing the same things that we're pursuing. Uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 6.39 says that we should only marry people who are in the Lord. In other words, uh, people who know Jesus, uh, people who love Jesus. Because uh, when we're um, in a relationship with someone, uh, the way that they want to live their life and the way that we want to live our life have to be compatible. And if we're committed to surrendering everything that we have to God, like Ephesians said, if we're committed to imitating the Father and everything that he does, uh, then it's very hard to have a relationship uh, where we're both going in the same direction if the main thing in our lives uh, isn't the main thing in their lives. I recognize that's a a really uh, tricky thing to say and to navigate. Uh, That's not um, straightforward at at all, but but I want to tentatively suggest that that's a a good way for us to live. If we're going to let people have uh, that level of influence over us, if we're going to try and work out our lives alongside someone and run the race with them, that we might want them to be running in the same direction as us. Uh, Being um, married to Alice, uh, it's a huge privilege that we get to work out together what we're going to do. Uh, We get to pray together and ask God, God, what would you have us do as a couple? What direction would you have us uh, go in? Uh, We need to be uh, really careful about it, uh, to tread really, really lightly and delicately. Uh, When we enter into relationships, we make ourselves really vulnerable. Uh, We say that we're attracted to them, that we like them, that we value what they think. Uh, And that's a really uh, good and a really healthy thing for us to do. We want to do it uh, with lots of care. Uh, with lots of um, time spent getting to know them, make sure that they're the, the right person. We want to um, treat them uh, reverently and that relationship reverently. We want to value the intimate space and not let people in too quickly and too cheaply. Uh, when I was uh, younger, one of the things that I got into the habit of doing uh, is that I was uh, either in a relationship with someone uh, or I was working my way into a relationship with someone. Maybe that sounds similar to uh, you. I don't know. Um, But looking back, uh, one of the things that I think I was trying to do uh, is that the second uh, someone was in my intimate space, we broke up and they got kicked out, there was suddenly a space left. Uh, And I wanted that space to be filled really quickly. And I I looked for someone else and thought, oh good, you will do. You're pretty and cooler than me, my two categories. Uh, You can come and join me in my intimate space. 
Uh, often I think we bounce between relationships really quickly, um, not understanding the impact that it has on us because we want someone else in our intimate space, because it feels really good to be known, because it feels really good to have someone uh, who uh, understands what it's like to be in our situation, but we need to take uh, loads of time Uh, take loads of uh, value and respect on what it is to be in that space with us and do it uh, reverently. Uh, In the church, we can get really intense about relationships really, really quickly. Uh, We can decide that uh, if over the course of a coffee we're not going to marry them, uh, that we shouldn't go out, you know, we should just cancel it there and then. I think we need to be uh, respectful about relationships, but not um, so uh, reverent that we decide never to go out with someone, uh, that we decide never to uh, explore the possibility, that we decide uh, never to go for uh, coffee with someone and try and work out, is there a a spark or isn't there? Uh, We don't want to be really, really uh, intense about our relationships because they're uh, spaces where there can be loads of life and light and uh, enjoyment and fulfillment, but uh, we also want to be... Uh, up for the possibility of exploring uh, whatever it is that might be about to happen. Uh, Proverbs 4.23 says, uh, Guard your heart, for it's the wellspring of life. Uh, We need to be uh, aware of the privilege and the power that we have when we enter into a relationship with someone, uh, and also of the the privilege that uh, they're giving us when we get to be in a relationship with them. We want to uh, honor them, we want to love them, we want to treat them in the same way that God would treat them. Uh, That goes for the person that we're going out with and also for our exes. Uh, We want to be treating the people that we've gone out with uh, in a way that's consistent uh, with how God the Father would want us to treat them, in a way that's uh, consistent with understanding that uh, we've been in someone's uh, intimate space, we've been really close with someone, and now we're not there. So how are we going to best honor them? How are we going to best uh, steward the end of that relationship? How are we going to continue to make uh, wise decisions? I think that's um, that's, that's pretty much all that I I have to say, really. Um, I think that um, dating is a, a really complex um, thing with loads of different emotions and different reactions to it, but, but it's not something that's so complex and so scary that we should decide never to do it. Uh, I think regardless of uh, our decision, whether um, we feel like God's calling us into singleness, which is a, a really great thing for God to call us into sometimes, uh, whatever um, position we're in, whatever decision that we make, whatever kind of relationships that we're in, uh, the same principles reply, which is uh, that of Ephesians 5, where we imitate what God does. Uh, we imitate uh, how God feels about people. We imitate uh, his um, sense of love and kindness. And we read about that in Psalm 139, where uh, he details the, the care and the concern that he pours over uh, each of us, uh, the love and the acceptance that he shows each of us. Uh, and as we uh, enter into relationships with people, we, we give them permission to enter into our intimate space, into the, the level where they're so close they have huge uh, authority and influence over the decisions that we make. And we want to be really careful about uh, letting people into that space. Not that we don't do it, uh, but just that we're wise about it. And we don't uh, bounce between different relationships, uh, but we take our time and we get to know people and we work out, are we running in the same direction? Are we valuing the same things that we're valuing? Uh, maybe tonight uh, you need God uh, to show you how he sees your partner. You need God to show you how he sees your wife, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your friends. Uh, maybe you need uh, God to meet you in a way that brings about uh, healing. Uh, maybe you need God to redeem and restore the way uh, the relationships have been so that you can uh, see things move uh, differently in the future. Whatever it is that uh, God's doing or saying to you right now, I'd love for you to uh, respond to that. And Dave's going to lead us uh, in that.